you go through that lineup, I believe Anderson leads off, correct? Yeah. Anderson, Robert, and then it's either Abreu or Jimenez. Yeah. Uh, Grandal. Grandal, Moncada. Yeah. Who are we forgetting? Um, let me bring up their lineup. I mean, there's really no weak spot in that lineup. I remember Red Sox played them earlier this year. I think we won 9-8. Um, the game that I watched, but it's it's like, who do you pitch to? Welcome to Clubhouse Combos, episode 32. It's your host, Colin, today. Uh, it's just me, Evan, Dan. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Had a quiz today. I think I nailed it. So. Yeah, happy happy Monday. Uh, recording Not on Monday. Day. Probably will be out Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, Not a happy I'll see you in H, boys. Had a long, long homecoming weekend. A little sleep. Um, a little bit of recovery day today. But no Newman, he's busy today, so it's just going to be us three. Um, we're going to be hitting our MLB playoff predictions, lineup card, rant as usual, and that'll be it. So uh, you guys want to jump right into it. We have the wild card locked up now. AL East, well, not AL East, but AL wild card came down to the final day. Boston, New York had a one-game lead on Toronto and Seattle, um, both Toronto and or Seattle lost so they were out Toronto won but it didn't matter because both the Yankees and Red Sox won uh so we got Yankees Red Sox wild card and then Dodgers Cardinals um I forgot to give you the screen sharing Dan no I did oh you did yeah I did. okay all right so Dan you want to screen share and we'll just go through we'll do one bracket at a time I suppose yeah uh, we'll be starting with Evans Evan. All right. All right. So here we go. Um, for the wild card, I'm taking the St. Louis Cardinals over the L.A. Dodgers. Um, we'll get into it a little bit later on the lineup card, but I think not having Muncie hurts them a lot. Um, and they're putting a lot of pressure on guys like Trey Turner and Corey Seager to carry the offense. Um, I know it's Scherzer, but it's also Adam Wainwright who had a start this year where he pitched into the ninth inning against the Dodgers in St. Louis. Um, the Cardinals have done it to the Dodgers many times before. We remember uh, Matt Carpenter's double against Clayton Kershaw in, in, uh, back in, what, 2015, 2014, somewhere around there. Um, so the Cardinals have had a lot of success against the Dodgers. I said in a wildcard game, the team, if I'm the Dodgers, I don't want to play as the Cardinals just because of the historical success. So. Uh, I'm taking St. Louis one seventeen in a row. We're going to go with them. Uh, I'm going to take the Red Sox. This was tough. I think I, I could go either way. Um, I, I like the Sox win in game 162. I thought it showed a lot of character. They wanted to win. They, they grinded back to avoid playing Toronto in a game 163. Um, they get the home field. I think that's huge. And they've had a game where they've 
dinged up Garrett Cole this year once. I know Cole pitches better at nighttime games. It's going to be 808 on ESPN. Uh, like I said, could go either way. It's just going to be a matter of, of which offense uh, has the most success. Um, round two, Tampa Bay, Boston. I'm taking the Rays. I think the Rays are just the most complete team. They had a lot of success against us this year. Uh, and they're a team where they just seem to get it done. I, I don't know if there's like one player on that team that, that really stands out to me. I think it's just a group a group that plays really well together. Nelson Cruz has been so good since he got traded there. And everyone really contributes. They're a deep team, well-managed. I'm going to go with them. Uh, I'm taking the White Sox to sweep Houston. Houston, I just don't trust the pitching right now. Uh, Zach Greinke has been abysmal this year, especially in the second half. Um, I understand the bullpen, but I think the White Sox really hold the edge in, in, in almost every area. Um, except really manager, I'd probably take Dusty over Tony, but uh, I'm, I'm going to call a sweep there. I feel like you got to have one. Uh, I think it'll be a close series between the Cardinals and Giants. I think Giants uh, scratch it out in five. Uh, I think it, I think it's going to be a really good series if it happens. Uh, two teams that have have had a lot of success this decade. Uh, but for me, Giants are just too deep, too complete, so I got to go with them. And I'm taking the Braves to beat the Brewers. I was, I, I mean, look at what I said earlier before the season about the Braves and the Brewers. You probably wouldn't expect me to make that pick, but uh, they played this year. Uh, Woodruff's been on the decline. He had a tough start against the Braves uh, earlier this year. Um, I think Burns will be the only win in that series, but I think it's just Atlanta's a tough team, good lineup, so I'm going to go with them. Tampa Bay, I'm taking to beat the White Sox in six. Uh, Like I said, just a complete team. Uh, and they something about that team feels special. I feel like they're destined to make a run. Uh, taking the Giants in seven over the Braves. Giants are a solid team. I think they're going to be worked on this postseason, play a lot of games. I have them playing the maximum amount of games that you could play yeah, in their given situation. Um, I think the Braves make it tough. Uh, I love the middle infield. All four guys hit 30-plus bombs. Uh, I think they make it interesting. But then that sets up my World Series, Tampa Bay, and the Giants, I'm taking the Giants. I said that I would pick the Giants, so this might not be a surprise. But like I said, just such a complete team. Um, and who's the injury? Brandon Belt's out. I think that could yeah. maybe hurt them. Um, but I still like the pitching. I love the bullpen. And something just feels special about the Giants. So they are my World Series winner in 2021. Nice bracket. Thank you. Yeah. I, I can't complain. I mean, I think everything seems uh, at least realistic. So I think everything is a toss up right now. Right. Yeah. Usually I'm the most unrealistic one on the, on the show. So yeah, I have no gripes. All right. Uh, it's me next. I got cough real quick. I'm still fighting that fucking cold. <clears throat> God, you've been fighting yeah. that thing for a month. Yeah. Um, wild card games. I have Red Sox over Yankees. Uh, again, we'll talk about it later in the lineup card. It's, it's a question. Um, it's a toss up for me. It's going to be a really good game at Fenway. I think gives the Red Sox a little bit of a boost, but of all struggled last outing, um, which makes me nervous, uh, regardless, I got to take the Sox. Uh, Dan, you, you messed that up. I took the Cardinals, not the Dodgers. Um, <laughs> I'm taking the Cardinals. Took them a, lot, a couple weeks ago when it seemed like they had locked that in. I just think they're too hot. Um, and it's really a shame for baseball if, if the Dodgers were to lose such a good team. Obviously, 106, 106 wins, I think. Mm. Um, 
really a disaster for them to be second. They'd be first in every other division, uh, and it wouldn't be necessarily very close either. Um, but regardless of going Cardinals, it just feels like they got something in them right now. They're so hot. Uh, and in a one-game one game scenario, I can see them pulling it off. Uh, so we'll start at the top, AL East battle. I have Sox Rays. I have Sox in five. I think the momentum they could get from winning that wild card game would propel them. If they're able to grab one of the first two games in that series in Tampa, um, give me the Red Sox. If not, I think Tampa wins. Um, but I'm going to go Red Sox in five. Again, like we've talked about this all year. This is a hot and cold team. That win last night was huge um, to fight against a team that has nothing to play for. And the Nationals got up 5-1. Red Sox come all the way back. Devers, two-run homer in the ninth, 7-5 final. Um, it's a team with fight. Like, they can fight. They can be down in games. That offense is so good that you can never count them out. Um, so give me Sox in five. And then I have White Sox, the other Sox, in five over Houston. Uh, this is going to be a great series, a battle of two fantastic lineups. But the White Sox have a clear edge in pitching, in my opinion, which is why I have them advancing. Um, Giants, uh, Giants Cardinals, sorry. Uh, the graphics got me all mixed up. <laughs> Giants Cardinals, um, similar to Evan's point, I think it's going to be a real fight. Um, two really hot teams, but San Francisco is just too good. Uh, I have Brewers over Braves reversed from Evan. I have Brewers in four. Um, I like the Braves, but outside of Morton, yeah, Freed is good. Anderson's good. I know Anderson had a good playoffs last year, but I don't know how much I trust those young arms. Uh, and the Brewers just have been steady all year. I know I was down on them for a long time, but even despite Woodruff's struggles, they still have Burns. They still have Peralta. The bullpen's really good. I mean, Hayter could go three innings in any game. Uh, which is a huge weapon because he's basically unhittable. Devin Williams is going to be a huge loss. What do you have to say? No, I was uh, just going to say, um, I remember in one of the graphics that Dan did, he had like the Eagles winning the Super Bowl in the background. It looks to me like this is Dodger Stadium, so Dodgers winning the World Series confirmed. <laughs> it is Dodger Stadium in the background. Um, moving on to the ALCS, I have White Sox over Red Sox in six games. Um, again, just the pitching. I think the White Sox have better pitching than the Red Sox. The lineups, I would say, are equal at this point in time. Uh, I'd give Cora the managerial advantage, but I think the White Sox are just too good. I also picked them this uh, before the season even started to be my World Series representative, so I got to kind of stick with that. Uh, and then Giants, I have winning in seven over Milwaukee. Uh, similar to Evan's point, I have them playing the max amount of games they can play. It's going to be a battle. Yeah. Um, That's funny. But look, I, I just love this Giants team. I said they would be my World Series winner a couple weeks ago, and I'm sticking with that. I have them winning in seven over the White Sox. Um, it's just a magical team, a magical run that nobody expected. I mean, what a historic – I mean, Kapler's going to be unanimous. That's – They've had a historically unbelievable season with the roster they had beforehand. Um, I love them. I got them winning the World Series in seven. Yeah, I'll give you credit. You were on them from o day over one, the basically. summer day in one, April. In I was April. on them in April. I started in April. Um, yep. Fuck yeah, let's go Giants. <laughs> All right. 
Um, so for me, unfortunately, I, uh, I'm going to have the Yankees winning the wild card and we'll get into that. Um, I just think at this point, uh, Yankees are going to win, but then also graphic is not messed up. I do believe the Do- uh, Dodgers will beat the Cardinals. I know they had their streak and they looked unstoppable, but this Dodgers team, I mean, we talked about it, uh, to have their record and still be the second place team is kind of ridiculous and they just got a bunch of talent. So I don't, I don't really think uh, the Cardinals are going to stand in their way to uh, make it to the uh, uh, divisional round. But um, I guess from there on the ALDS, I got Tampa uh, being the Yankees. I think, uh, like we said, Tampa is a well put together team, uh, pretty balanced, uh, good group of players. So um, I have them moving on four. And then uh, White Sox, Astros, I got the uh, Sox winning that one uh, in five. Um, really not much to say there other than um, the Sox got a good bullpen. And I don't know. I just don't get a good vibe from the Astros in this playoffs. But um, then the Giants and Dodgers, this is going to be a great series to watch. Um, on Me not knowing much about uh, the Giants, just otherwise knowing that they're a good team, kind of like the Rays, a bunch of good pieces put together. Um, but I think they'll win, uh, win that in, uh, in five. And then I got the Brewers sweeping the Braves. I don't think the Braves are that good. Um, NL East, just not, I, I kind of thought whoever comes from there is going to be pretty bad. So I got the Brewers sweeping them. Um, but then in the ALCS, I got the, uh, White Sox being the Braves in seven. I think it's going to be a good series. Um, I just get a good vibe from the White Sox this year. Um, like their pitching staff. And then the Giants, I got advancing to the World Series in six. And then I got the Giants uh, kind of winning, uh, giving a gentleman's sweep of the White Sox in the World Series, uh, winning in five. Um, when I joined this pod, I kind of said the Giants were my pick. Um, and it's going to stay that way. I kind of like the Giants this year. Yes. Unfortunately for the Giants, since the three of us picked them. They won't win. They'll probably lose first mm-hmm. round. They're not winning. <laughs> no, <maybe. laughs> Um, Do you have, should we rip Newman's up real quick? Do you have it? On it. Uh, I'll just quickly ooh. go ahead. Uh, so Newman's got the Red Sox winning the wild card and the Dodgers winning the wild card. Uh, and then he's got the Red Sox beating the Rays. He's got the Astros being the White Sox. Uh, he's got the Dodgers being the Giants and then the Brewers being the Braves. Uh, Astros being the Red Sox and the ALCS. Dodgers being the Brewers. And then the Dodgers winning it all in a gentleman's sweep for one. Newman and I always pick the exact opposite. Like, I swear <laughs> to God. I swear to God. That's so funny. That is funny. It's the exact opposite bracket. It's, it's always the opposite with, with me and him. It if is. he's listening, I hope for a 50-50 split, bud. <laughs> um, yeah, so that is our predictions. Uh, we can get in the lineup card now. Um, I might bring it up. All right, so strictly baseball here on, on the pod today. Uh, so we got nine questions baseball related. Uh, so starting off, I mean, my first question was who wins the wild card games? It was obviously either Yankees, Cardinals, Yankees, Dodgers, Red Sox, Cardinals, Red Sox, Dodgers. I don't think we need to walk through that. No. Um, all right, which starting pitcher has the best wild card performance? Uh, Adam Wainwright, Max Scherzer, Garrett Cole. Or Nate Avaldi, Colin? Uh, I think Adam Wainwright is my guy for this question. 
the only way the Cardinals win this game is if he has a disgustingly good night, which I expect him to have. Uh, like I said, I, the Cardinals just have this vibe to them right now over the last month and a half or so. They've been red hot. Um, and Wainwright's been a huge part of that. I think him and Yachty turn the clock back one last time and they get a huge wild card win. Dan? Uh, I'm going to go with Scherzer. Um, I just kind of, I I'm, let me get my words here, but uh, I don't like Evaldi in the wild card game. And then I think the Sox are going to hit Garrett Cole. And then I just think where the Dodgers are going to win, Scherzer's going to have the, uh, the best performance. I mean, really, it, it's insane that he is on that Dodgers team. And I think he's just going to be lights out in his first uh, playoff game as a Dodger. Yeah, it was really a terrific trade by the Dodgers to bring over Trey Turner, who's been their hottest bat, and Max Scherzer, who's been dealing. For me, it's got to be Scherzer as well. I have the Cardinals winning because I think they're going to keep it close. It's going to be a more low-scoring game, and then they're going to attack the bullpen. Kenley Jansen had his struggles this year where it got to the point that he could maybe have even been removed from the closer's role. They got some good guys. They got Nebel, and they also got Trinan, but for me – I think the Cardinals are going to hit that pen a little hard, but Scherzer can Scherzer will probably go seven innings, strike out 10, 11, 12, uh, allow like a couple of runs. I think uh, he'll, he'll have the best start. And to Dan's point, I think the Sox game is high scoring. I think Wainwright's about the same, but I think Wainwright gets less strikeouts than Scherzer, which is a huge metric for me in saying the best performance. Uh, I think, I think Scherzer is going to get a ton of swing and misses. So he's my pick for that as well. Which injury will hurt their team the most this postseason? Max Muncy out for the wild card game. Clayton Kershaw out for the postseason. JD Martinez out for the wild card game. It looks like a DJ LeMahieu out for the foreseeable future. Dan? Uh, I had to go with JD Martinez. I mean, if the Sox aren't going to have one of their best bats, I, I really question if they'll be able to beat uh, Garrett Cole and uh, the Yankees. Um, this, I feel like this Red Sox team, given the their bullpen where they need to put up runs because that bullpen really can't keep a lead. It seems um, you're going to need all you can get. And if you lose one of your best bats, that that's no recipe for success. So I have to go with JD Martinez being the, uh, the pick here. Yeah. Uh, JD Martinez is my pick as well. Uh, in his career against Garrett Cole, he's uh, six for 25, two doubles, two homers, three RBIs, six walks, 12 punch outs. Um, it's a little concerning, 12 punch-ups. but No, he does it to everybody. Yeah, 375 OBP against Cole. Uh, we need guys on base tomorrow night. Um, it, it's going to be just it, – it's a battle of who can get to the ace first. Um, if you can get to either pen before the other team, I think you're going to win. Uh, and the Red Sox are really going to miss J.D. in the middle of that lineup. But I expect uh, Devers, two extra base hits, possibly a home run. I think Verdugo has a great night, and I think Bobby Dahlbeck with a home run, too. Mm. For me, it's Muncie. I think that's a huge loss for the Dodgers. Uh, it gives them that left-handed bat. When Cody Bellinger was out and really struggling this year, it was Muncie that really picked it up. We've seen what Muncie's been able to do in the playoffs before. Um, homer off Max Fried in the NLCS. He also hit a home run in the game against the Red Sox in that 
18 inning marathon game where he hit that blast to right field. And then in the 15th inning of that game, he hit one just foul. Correct. Yeah. So for me, he's, he's been so important to that team. I I'd argue he's probably their most important hitter and to not have that, I think is going to be a really tough loss for them. Uh, And it sucks because it had to happen on the last day of the year. And it obviously didn't mean anything to now where they're playing in a wild card game anyway. So for me, it's gotta be Max Muncy with the Dodgers. Uh, which contender's weakness will come back to haunt them the most in the playoffs? Astros starting pitching, Brewers offense, Rays starting pitching, or the Braves bullpen, Colin? Uh, I'm going Astros starters here. Outside of McCullers, I really couldn't name a starter that's had a good year for them. I know Valdez has been decent, uh, but he missed some of the year. Obviously, I've been talked about Granke earlier. No Verlander this year. I just feel like that White Sox lineup is going to feast on them. Um, and, and it's going to be really tough for Houston because I think they're going to be down early in a lot of games in that series. So I'm going to go Houston starters, but I would be wary of the Braves lineup as well. Dan? I'm also going to go with the Astros starters. Um, kind of said it earlier. I don't get a good vibe from the Astros. Um, and I think I, I like their offense, but I think when it comes to their pitching, it's not going to help, help them well in this uh, Chicago White Sox series. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you guys. I think it's just the White Sox starters being so elite. Uh, I talked a little bit about Granke. I mean, he's nothing special anymore. I mean, 171 innings, only logged 120 strikeouts and a 4.16 ERA. Just doesn't have it anymore. Colin pointed out Verlander's not there this year. Uh, so really, it, it'll fall a lot on McCullough's shoulders and Valdez's shoulders. Uh, and Valdez has had control problems this season. So I just trust McCullers, and that's really it. But when you look at who the White Sox have, I think I think to Colin's point, it's just gonna they're gonna be down early a lot. And with the White Sox ability to strike early with Tim Anderson and uh, Luis Robert, Luis Robert like kicking off the bottom of the first inning, I think it'll spell uh, some trouble. So that's why I have them being swept. I mean, you go through that lineup. I believe Anderson leads off, correct? Yeah. Anderson, Robert, and then it's either Abreu or Jimenez. Yeah. Uh, Grandal. Grandal, Moncada. Yeah. Who are we forgetting? Um, Let me bring up their lineup. I mean, there's really no weak spot in that lineup. I remember Red Sox played them earlier this year. I think we won 9-8, the game that I watched. But it's it's like, who do you pitch to? Like – well, they they added Cesar Hernandez. Yes, they got Gavin Sheets, um, Lurie Garcia, and I mean, even as a pinch runner, Billy Hamilton for late in games, which is yeah. gonna be huge. For them. Who, who do you pitch to? One through seven. I, like you can't. It's not like the Red Sox did this weekend with Juan Soto, where you pitch around that one killer bat. Like Houston's gonna have to face those guys, and I think they're just gonna feast. Robert's going to have a huge postseason. Yeah, he's a fucking beast. Holy shit. Yeah. Anyway, as I kind of forget, I'm doing this. Next question. <laughs> um, so we got more of an open-ended question. Uh, so the playoffs is where random players make their mark. We've seen it with Randy Rosarena. We've also seen it with Daniel Murphy. David years, Freeze. David Freeze, exactly, in years past. So who's your breakout star in the playoffs this year? Uh, I'm going Camilo Doval, the San Francisco Giants reliever. In his last two weeks, eight innings pitched, two wins, three saves, 12 Ks. 
has not given up an earned run. He has a 0.63 whip. Uh, I believe he's a rookie. Um, really come on the end of the year. And the Giants really haven't had a set closer all year. It's kind of been save here, save there. Um, I think they're going to ride that hot hand, Doval. And that's going to be huge regardless of who they're playing, Dodgers or Cardinals. I think round one, the bullpen is going to be so important. I think almost round two, you have a better matchup. Uh, I'd rather face Milwaukee or Atlanta over St. Louis and the Dodgers right now. So if they can get through that round one, I think that bullpen is really going to propel them uh, to the World Series and hopefully win. Dan? To be honest, I don't know baseball in depth as much to make an educated guess, so I'm going to have to pass on this (laughs) and wait for uh, someone to give me some insight. So for me, I also took – I said the Giants bullpen as a position because I agree with you. I think they're going to carry a lot of the load for them. If I had to pick a couple players, Wilmer Flores comes to my mind uh, for the Giants. Uh, Obviously played with the Mets during their postseason runs. I think he's a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, If I had to pick a different player, I think Dylan Carlson's huge for the Cardinals. Uh, The rookie had a great end to the year. 20 bombs. uh, I I think I could really see him stepping up and having a good postseason, depending on how far the Cardinals go. Like, it all depends. If they lose, then it can't be him. Tyler O'Neill would have been my pick. I know he's had a coming out year, but to have go and finish that year with a great postseason run as the wild card, I think would have cemented him as the next Randy. Uh, Randy had a great year this year yeah. too. So 34 homers, right. For, for O'Neill. Yeah. Just red hot after the all-star break. Yeah. So yeah, we have a couple of Red Sox questions here. Um, Dan, we'll start with you. Uh, who is the Red Sox best player in these playoffs? However, however far it goes. I mean, you think it'll be over tomorrow night, so I, I hope not, but <laughs> Who are you taking to be the best player in, in at least that game? Um, so I originally wrote down Kyle Schwarber because he's just been on a tear ever since he got to this team. And I was dead wrong about the Kyle Schwarber trade. But part of me wants to say Rafael Devers because he's also kind of just been on a tear of his own, it seems. Uh, came up clutch in game 162. Um, so I think I'm, I'm going to have to go with Kyle Schwarber. Um, I just think ever since he's gotten to this team, he's been an X factor. And he's maybe the reason we're – looking at a wild card game because for a while we were just sputtering out of control losing games uh, before he got into the lineup. So I'm going to have to go with Kyle Schwarber. Uh, I'm going to go with Garrett Whitlock here. Uh, If the Red Sox make it as far as I think they will, everything is going to fall on that bullpen. Um, We've chronicled in detail the, the lack of starting pitching for the Red Sox. Um, kind of cool yesterday to see Evaldi and Pavetta come in and go scoreless one, two, three, eight, and nine innings. Um, if we can get, you know, four or five consistent innings from them in these playoffs, that's going to be huge. Um, but Whitlock is a guy to me, similar to Tanner Houck. He could have been another pick for me. They can come in, give you two, sometimes three innings of good work. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if you see Whitlock pitch in four of the five games against Tampa Bay. Um, for the six games against the White Sox. I think he's probably going to be the closer, so to speak, but it's going to be five, six, seven out saves. Um, so awesome. if we have success, I think Whitlock is going to be a huge part of it. Good points, guys. I, I went with Devers. I had to go with Devers. I feel like since the Red Sox kind of like started getting into these postseasons, I, I remember against Houston, I believe it was the year before they won the World Series, uh, it was something like that. Uh, he came up with monster hits. Um, just how his home run last night really 
yeah. sold me on that. Like he's there, he's gonna be their best hitter for me in the playoffs. I think he has to be if they want to have any success. Uh, Dan said that he thought he might hit a home run tomorrow, or was that Colin? I said he was, that two extra base hits. Oh, it was you, yeah. So I could totally see that happening. I think he has a big game tomorrow, and and I think he's really the key to their success. Uh, just does so much. Um, what a year he had. Um, so my next Red Sox question. So give me percentages out of 100. Uh, what are the odds the Red Sox uh, get a wild card win against the Yankees? And what are the odds of a series win against Tampa Bay if necessary? Uh, Colin, we'll start with you. Uh, 50-50 against the Yankees to me. Um, everything really hinges on Evaldi. If he can go you know, five, six innings, one, two, even three-run ball, I think that's a victory against Garrett Cole, regardless of what the offense is able to do in those five or six innings. Um, it's going to come down to the bullpens, uh, which makes me extremely nervous, mm. um, which is why I'm going 50-50. Um, uh, the Yankees are, are hot right now. They won a one nothing game the other day. They're getting it done a bunch of different ways. Um, but I got to go Sox. I, gotta, I can't be rooting against them. So wait, um, what was your Tampa Bay or have you not I haven't gotten, gotten there? there. Okay. Uh, Tampa Bay would be 5149. Um, <laughs> I think that 1% the Red Sox get from the momentum of the wild card game. Uh, but again, it's just a battle of two, in my opinion, very even teams with different strengths. And it's just going to be a battle of those strengths. Um, I think you're going to see some great playoff baseball, especially out of the three AL East teams, regardless of uh, who advances tomorrow night. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's a tough road for the Red Sox. I think definitely the wildcard teams have the toughest road in, uh, the toughest road to advance really anywhere. Um, San Francisco, Tampa Bay are very similar, in my opinion, in terms of not having that star power, but having everyone that can play their role and, and play it each and every night. Um, so, yeah, if the Cardinals and the Red Sox have any success, I think it's going to be, you know, one, two run games that they win. It's going to be close. Um, so yeah, not that I don't have faith in the Red Sox, but Dan. Um, so I have the Yankees winning, but I am going to rate this at, uh, a 50, 50. Um, I just, I don't know. Neither team. I think at least the Yankees have not lived up the ex expectations this year, although they're hot right now. And then the Sox, like they could turn it on at any moment. So I'm not confident in picking the winner in this. And that's why I'm going to give it a 50, 50 shot here. Um, between the Red Sox and the Yankees. Um, I do believe the Yankees will win, um, but if the Red Sox were to go and uh, face Tampa, um, I'd probably give it a 40-60. I don't like their chances against Tampa. Um, I just think they're way too consistent for what the Red Sox offer, at least out of the bullpen. And even some nights on offense, it seems they're just off in some places. So mm -hmm. I, I don't really see the Red Sox, if they were to get to the second round, uh, to beat Tampa. So for me, I'm going to give them a 54% chance to win tomorrow night. I think that win yesterday, just I know. so specific. <laughs> I know. Uh, I think the win last night really gave them a confidence booster. You saw in the locker room, like they're like they, they, I feel like they might have surprised themselves coming back. I mean, that was a big deficit. And for, for Dugo to come up that big and Devers to come up that big, it kind of reminds you a little bit about, uh, the world series type team where when Cora was there, they, they, they got these big hits and in, in, in these big moments. Um, I think coming off of that, the Yankees were two games up with three to go and they made it interesting. Um, if Toronto, like by one game, I mean, they're, they're so lucky that they swept the Red Sox 
uh, the weekend before where Stanton hit home runs in, in every game. So for me, they got lucky that there. They're kind of on a slide a little bit. I think Tampa Bay kind of messed up their mojo a little bit. They, Tampa Bay had a huge win. 12-2, uh, three home runs for Brandon Wow. So I think that might have fucked up their mojo a little bit. So I think coming into the game, the Red Sox have more confidence. Playing at home is going to give them more confidence. So for me, it's 54-46. Um, I agree with Dan about T- Tampa Bay. Uh, I give them 41%. I think the race bullpen's better. The Red Sox have struggled against uh, their top pitchers this year. I mean, Shane McClanahan, for example, uh, on Sunday Night Baseball, only allowed like two runs over six, and then he shut them out through five in, in, a, in another start. The offense can randomly appear and then disappear. Uh, I think the Rays are better managed. Uh, I think they have a – the lineups are about split. But for me, Tampa's just too good. I mean, you don't get to 100-plus wins if on you're accident. on accident. Exactly. So – I give them a 41% chance to win, but you never know. I mean, I think one of these teams gets hot. I think either the Red Sox, the Yankees, or the Cardinals. Someone's going to get hot, and someone's going to make a deep run. Uh, so we'll see. It'll all come down to who wins these wild card games. But I, I could totally see that momentum carrying over that Colin had talked about. I'll say real quick, you you compared this team to the 2018 team. This, this Red Sox team reminds me more of 2013, to be honest with you. Um, you think about 2018. Even though Coors yeah, is there, you think about 2018, like Mookie propelled that Steve Pierce propelled that if the Red Sox are going to have any, any luck in these playoffs, any success, it's got to be a team effort. It's got to be, you know, the Daniel Navas, the Jared Saltalamachias mm-hmm. of the world, like guys that you don't expect to step up to, to really step up. I think there's going to be a bullpen guy like Uihara who is just untouchable for a month. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it just kind of reminds me of that run more. You know, big talk about big home runs, the David Ortiz grand slam. Like, yeah, the Red Sox hit big home runs in 2018, but I mean, we watched almost every game together and mm-hmm. it felt like the second the Red Sox had a lead, the game was over because they just weren't giving it up. Well, it was just big uh, hit after big yeah. hit and the, and the home run ball was huge. Yeah. Uh, it was, they, they were dominant and this Red Sox team is not as dominant to me. Um, 2013, sure. they had some trouble getting to the world series. Um, yeah, I mean, regardless, we're well, comparing this team to right. World Series winners, um, which is a good thing. I think the Red Sox have that sort of magic in them. It's just about clicking right now. If, if the lineup is hot, mm. there's not a team in this playoffs that they couldn't beat. They've hit aces well all year. Yes. So that doesn't really concern me. I mean, Cole, they dinged up once during the day. They they hit up Giolito once this year. Like I don't think this team is afraid to take on an ace. Like I think they're going in. Like yeah, you could be scared about Garrett Cole, but this is an, also a great opportunity to to get yourself a playoff win, keep the m- momentum going, and and head into a series against Tampa that uh, is going to be a hard fought series. Tomorrow's going to be ha- a, a tough game for them, but I think the lineup sees this as an opportunity to say, hey, we hit this guy already this year. What did we do well? What can like how can we? you know, do that again against the same pitcher and the same team that for a while they hadn't lost to, like they were dominant against the Yankees in the first half of the year. So I think they got to bring back that swagger. Someone's going to have to step up. I hope they hit hit a lot of home runs. That's to me, the key to this team's success. And we'll see. I mean, anything can happen once you're in, I said it, this team could either lose in the wildcard game and I want to be surprised. And this team could win the world series. I want to be surprised. Nothing will surprise me with this team. It's just a matter of, how Colin said earlier with how the bats play. I'm not really even worried about the pitching. I think the pitching's average. They could still do some damage. 
I think the bats are going to come out angry tomorrow. Uh, I don't, I, I don't think that they really, what they score against the Yankees, two runs, three runs, and then two runs again. Hmm. Uh, you get three hit by Baltimore twice in three games. Uh, you only had one run the other night going into when Vasquez hit that go ahead, double or triple. Yeah. Like I think the bats maybe feel a little disrespected right now. Uh, which is fair. I mean, they've looked like shit for the last week and a half. I think they're going to come out angry. I I wouldn't be surprised to see a run in the first inning. Um, it's early and often in a game like this. It's got to be early and often. Uh, I mean, we all played sports growing up. You know that feeling. The biggest game, if you get ahead early, everyone's got that adrenaline. Everyone's like, let's go get this. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, as a professional, that's only amplified. Um, and right. I think that that's going to show tomorrow, regardless of which team it is. <clears throat> I think the team that gets out early is probably going to be the team that wins. Right. Because then if you get shut out through four innings, you start questioning yourself and it's going to, it's going to really, you come only down. have two, two, maybe three at bats left. Right. It's going to come down to Garrett Cole and his ability to generate swings and misses. I think that's going to be important. If they can keep the strikeout numbers down, I think that's that would be a really good sign. Draw some walks, take pitches, work his count. It's going to be so important. I think same goes for the Yankees and Evaldi. I think, uh, you know, it's just going to be who steps up. What star player steps up? Is it going to be Devers? Is it going to be Bogarts? Or is it going to be Stanton and Judge? Because in the last series, it was Stanton and Judge. Stanton with the home runs, Judge with the doubles. Seemed like they had that swagger going, and I hope that the Red Sox stars can can deliver tomorrow night. I, th- I think it could happen, and really anything's possible now. Well, I mean, you're in, you know, anything can happen. Yep. So carrying in to our last couple questions here, we got some MVP talks. So we've made our predictions before did we make mid-season predictions or no i can't remember i don't think so. i don't think so so we were way off the beginning of the year although newman's had tati so i'll give him credit but uh who's your final al mvp pick is it otani or guerrero i'm going otani um just the the dual threat on both sides of the ball is it's it's historical obviously i mean it's been chronicled all year uh i will say though yeah Got kind of cold towards the end of the year, um, but just so many home runs. Honestly, though, I, I feel like Salvi Perez is getting extremely disrespected to not be in this Well, he's probably top five, easy. Yeah, he should be. I think Semyon belongs in this conversation. Um, not to take away what Vlad's done, but Semyon, 45 home runs, most by a second baseman ever um, in a contract year. Really got the Jays hot, I would say. Um and Salvi Perez, most home runs by a catcher ever, led the AL and RBIs this year. Um, but I think Otani's got to be the pick. Just what he's done, nobody else in baseball can do. Um, well, now let yeah. me say this. So we've seen what Otani's done this year. If he has a year next year that's similar to this year, like, could you make the case that this guy could win the MVP every year? Just based on the fact that like, we're saying, oh, we've never seen this before. But what if he does it for the next five years? Like, does it come a point where, all right, we've seen you do this before, and now we're going to hold you to that standard? Or is it just that this is impossible? How is he doing this? Is the MVP? He's going to be in the conversation every year. Well, 
to me, the key with Otani is health, right? I mean, you haven't really seen him pitch the last two years because he can't keep the arm healthy. Um, but, you know, you don't – just because Mike Trout hits 335 home runs doesn't mean you don't give him the MVP. Like, if he can replicate this, yeah, I think he's got to be a perennial favorite. Do you think he gets over two or three MVPs in his career? Again, it comes down to when he stops pitching. Eventually, he's going to become a full-time hitter. He's capable of being a DH in the AL. He can play the outfield if necessary. Obviously, as a fucking cannon of an arm, he can throw 100 miles per hour. Um, but to me, the second that he stops doing the dual threat is the second the playing field levels. Because Which once- could be 10 years, though. No, I would say in five years or less, he's done pitching. Really? I mean, he only threw 120 innings this year. Uh, he's only pitching every seven or eight days. Yeah, it's great. Like when you go out and like, I think his last start this year, seven yeah. scoreless with 10 Ks. Um, but, you know, he had a couple clunkers in there, too. He got knocked around by the Red Sox. The Yankees, the Yankees knocked him around. Um He's just far more of a dominant hitter, and I think he understands that. Mm-hmm. And any team that is going to give him out a big contract understands that, that this is an investment in his bat. It's not an investment in the arm. If it was an investment in the arm, I would guess that you're getting far less years, maybe more per, but if he does sign that big ticket that's not with the Angels, it would be on, on a coast. I could see him, the Giants, the Dodgers – the Angels, all threats. I could see on the other side of the coast, maybe the the Red Sox and the Yankees playing uh, some sort of, you know, throwing some sort of offer out there. But any team that's going to give him a substantial amount of money over a significant amount of years knows that this is an investment in his bat. And to me, the key for him is replicating the bat next year. I would be totally okay with him saying, "I'm just, I'm just a hitter now. Like, give up the pitching." As good as you are at it, clearly a better hitter. But, There's so much more longevity in hitting. I mean, you got to think long term. The guy's only 29, right? Right, but if he stops pitching, if he stops, that might hurt the amount of money that he can make when his contract's up. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you know, if he stops pitching next year, comes out and instead of hitting 260 with 45 home runs this year, hits. 300 with 40 homers swipes another 20 bags. Like, I mean, look at one, what Lindor did this year and they're still, they're still paying him $380 million. Like he's going to get paid regardless of what he decides to do. Um, If I were him, I would go, you know, a couple more years pitching, but it's, it's about health because suddenly, you know, if you fuck your arm up big time pitching and then you can't hit, then you're really fucked. Hmm. So to yeah. me, it's it's a double-edged sword, um, but that's a very long-winded answer of him being. Well, it's pitch. worth noting that a year ago, he had he hit 190 and 153 played a 153 at bats, uh, did it all. I mean, he steals bases, homers. That's really what he's he's known for: driving in runs, hitting at the top of the order. Um, only pitched one and two thirds of an inning, had an area of 37. I think to your point, it'll be how does he come out next year? If he does it again next year, I mean, he's incredible. I mean, he's still incredible, but yeah. like to, to repeat a season like this would be next to to me, like it, it's it would be really hard to do. But yeah, like the fact that it's him, 
I, I could totally see him doing it. I don't know if Dan, you want to jump in on the Otani talk. Um, give, give us your answer, God. We haven't even yeah. asked for your answer. Um, so I kind of went back and forth with who to pick uh, for a while. I was saying Guerrero. Um, I know Otani's doing something we've never seen before, but just like, I, I don't know. I really like what Vladdy Jr. is doing. Um, just a, like in, in the, um, in the mix for a triple crown, like it, it just seemed like at a time, like Vladdy was the guy and like Otani's name was just kind of not appearing in the media. And I mean, for somebody like me, I'm still trying to follow baseball more. It was like, Vladdy's the guy. But I think when you take that step back and realize what Otani's doing, it's something we have not seen in baseball in a while. Um, not only to just be uh, a two-way player, but to do it at the level that he's doing is just incredible. Um, and I mean, you guys have hit all the points, so I'm not going to uh, go on a tangent, but um, Otani's going to be my pick because it's, it's just something we have not seen. Um, and I guess just quickly to the point of if he keeps doing it, I mean, I think eventually it's like, all right, you can do that. Like, I, I get that. Like, we don't give Brady the MVP uh, in the NFL. Like, we know he was good. Like, we get that. LeBron James, we know he's good. We get that. Usually, and I've said it before about the NFL uh, on our predictions for awards, it seems like it's always a media-driven award. Who's got the best story this year? And where Otani, like, yes, it's like, okay, he's doing this consistently for a second year. Maybe he wins it, but it's like fourth, fifth year. All right, we know Otani's good at this. We get it. Like, who's the good story? Like, so I don't see it being a situation where he's just winning these MVPs. Like, eventually, we're just going to get used to it. Right. And, and to that point, I mean, God, right now, if you go on the MLB Instagram page, I mean, all you see is Shohei Otani. Or I Guerrero mean, Jr. I mean, it's, the, it's only them two, really. Um, but the other thing for me about Otani is, like, yeah, he might be, like, a borderline Cy Young contender over 100 innings. But what can he do over 200? Like, you know what I mean? If you're a real starting pitcher, you're probably going to throw 200 innings a year. And I just don't know that his numbers would be that good over 200 innings a year. Um, but regardless, like you take him off this Angels team that won 77 games uh, without Trout for pretty much all year, I think they win maybe 65. Um, I don't think they're very good at all. And you take Vlad off well, that team. was hurt too. Yeah. I mean, you take Vlad off that team, they won 91 games. I'd still put them right around 90. That lineup is really good. Um, not, not to take anything away from what he's done. I mean, great year. Great year. But um, we didn't even – when we did our awards Think episode, we Either weren't even them. thinking about him. Either of them. No. Yeah. Which is incredible. Yeah, great years. But last question. Um, we'll switch it over to the NL MVP. We have some more options here. I thought this one's more up in the air. Uh, Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, Paul Goldschmidt, Tatis, or Soto. Soto got a lot of talk at the end of the year for, for what he had been doing. Marcus Stroman said he was the best hitter he's ever seen or something like that. Um, so, you, I mean, this one, you could really go any way. Dan, we'll start with you. Which way did you go? So, um, again, it kind of came, came down to two players for me. I really would have liked my um, pick to be Juan Soto, but I think where the Nationals aren't good, um, I think that does affect the voting and who eventually gets the award. Um, again, media-driven, Nationals, where they're not going to make the playoffs or at least be contending for the playoffs uh, down the stretch. I just feel like that affects how you look. Uh, if, you're not on a, if you're not on a successful team, I feel it's hard to win the MVP. 
Uh, so for that reason, I'm going to go with Bryce Harper. I know the Phillies didn't make the playoffs, but they were making a push there. They had multiple instances where it's like, all right, they're a game behind the Braves or they're a game behind the Mets. Um, and he's just really kind of gone off this year. Um, he's, and I think that's what's going to get him the MVP. Yeah, um, I will say in Soto's defense, like the Nationals traded all their good players, uh, which kind of makes it hard for them to win. You can't do it alone. But also like that, uh, so there's no way Soto's OBP would have been over 500 for the last two and a half months had all of those guys been there because there was nobody else in that lineup to pitch to once Trey Turner was gone, once Kyle Swarber was gone, really no real threats outside of Soto. So you pitch around the guy, you walk him, and you live to see another day. Um, that being said, he's a phenomenal baseball player and he will win an MVP one day. Um, but I'm going to go Bryce Harper as well, Dan, really, I think this was kind of the year of Bryce, just not really giving a fuck about what anyone else says. Like obviously he came into the, uh, the league. So young, so many headlines around him didn't live up to the deal he got in the first year. Phillies missed the playoffs. Uh, and really, if it wasn't for him, I don't think they ever rejoined the race this year. Um, just a phenomenal year. And, you know, as someone who never really cared for Bryce Harper, I really liked watching him play this year. Hard not to give it to this guy. Though. Yeah, I'm going to go with Trey Turner just because I thought he was the Dodgers best player down the stretch of the year. Um, if you look kind of at the game by game numbers, I can only go back to September 21st on the Yahoo Fantasy app. But he had a hit in every game since then. Um you look back just last game and they were trying to beat Milwaukee to at least have a chance to win that uh, division. Uh, he had a grand slam, uh, hit two bombs two nights before, like including another grand slam, including another grand slam. This dude just gets it done. He's an every stat player, uh, second ranked in fantasy. I mean, my God, 328 to score 107 runs, 28 homers, 77 ribbies and steal 32 bases is just simply incredible. And I think he got much, much better when he got to the Dodgers. Uh, he was just put in a prime position to succeed. He was hitting third in that lineup. I love that. And I think, to me, he was the best player in the NL this year. Um, I get the whole, yeah, he was on the Nationals for half the year. Then he went over to the Dodgers. But, like, if you look statistically, he was the best player. And I get Harper had great surges. But, like, to be on a winning team – and to have those numbers to me is, you know, simply incredible. I was so impressed with Trey Turner this year. And I was lucky enough to have him on my fantasy team. And, and he will almost certainly be one of my keepers for next year. Um, so that's just about wraps it up. We got Colin's rant coming up here. Yeah. Um, good to go. Start the start right. clock now. Uh, my rant's kind of all over the place. Uh, so we'll get into it quickly. Um, today I saw that Matt Nagy said if Andy Dalton is healthy, he would be the starter. Um, it's just it's fucking despicable. Uh, Fields played really well. Um, my rant's mostly about rookie QBs who had good weeks this year. Wilson gets his first win. Um, Dan, uh, you can't after. interrupt my rant. I'll respond after. Go ahead, say it. Your, your mic is just like, you're very loud. Oh, am I? Well, he is yelling. I'm ranting. Yeah, but like it's like it's like the mic's down your throat. Okay, I'll move back. How about now? <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> All right, for the viewers. Let's just uh, let's just restart this rant since I lost thirty seconds. <laughs> All right.
Well, now, now we can't hear a damn thing. Colin is currently having technical difficulties. Uh, can't hear him. Went from the mic in his throat to uh, no mic at all. All right, now, can you hear me now? You sound perfect now. Fucking <laughs> A. All right. Start this uh, third time's a charm here. There we go. So, Zach Wilson with a win this week in overtime against Tennessee. Uh, shocking, to say the least. Uh, Justin Fields with a win this week. Looked very good. Uh, Mac Jones was, you know, a foot away from a potential win on Sunday Night Football. Um, Trevor Lawrence had a good week this week against Bengals. Lost at the lost at the buzzer. So good week for rookie QBs who have been really, really bad this year. Trey Lance uh, did not get a win. Played good. decent, yes. Um, but really, I want to talk about Matt Nagy saying that Andy Dalton would be the starter when healthy. Uh, it's fucking despicable. It's sad. I, I, it's like Matt Nagy wants to lose his job. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Andy Dalton's not good, dude. Like, he's just not good. Fields gives you another dimension in this offense uh, that Andy Dalton just can't provide. And it's like, yeah, Fields got thrown in because of the injury, but he gets a win. You've been bad. Why would you go back to the guy that didn't get you wins earlier this year? Um Enough about football and Nagy. I'm sure we'll talk about that plenty on Gridiron this week. And I know we're going to talk about the Pats a ton on Gridiron this week too. But I want to say, you know, last I said on Gridiron, I expect us to lose by 30. Uh, I picked Tampa Bay spread. Like I was all over Tampa Bay. Uh, Bill Belichick and the defense had a phenomenal game plan. Tom Brady really he had some drops, but he struggled. Couldn't get anything going. They couldn't really put together a drive, a, a Brady drive, you know, a run here, pass here, successfully, quickly down the field. I thought the Patriots offense looked better than Tampa's offense last night for the most part. Mac Jones looked phenomenal. The loss stings. I think we should have gone for it on fourth and three, but Mac just looks so good. I'm so excited for the future. Even though we're one and three, this team, as they said last night on the broadcast, is going to get better as the year goes on. And I think Pat's fans have a lot to be happy about. And that's two minutes on the dot. Uh, so that's my rant off to edit all the bullshit before it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I good, mean, good it, week for rookie QBs. And even with a loss, it feels good to be a Pat's fan. Well, it's just frustrating. Like, like I said, like, I think if we looked back on that week one game in Miami, I said it right after I'm like this, you look back on a game like this and you're like, damn, like we should have had that one. That one stings. Which stings a lot because this team should should be 500. Uh, and even they could have won last night, maybe had Bill gone for it. Uh, I didn't, Or the field goal gone in. Or I the mean. field goal gone in. I didn't agree with the call. I agree with you. I think to have a minute left for Brady with a couple timeouts is too much. Uh, I think you got to be aggressive in that situation. Uh, so I completely agree with you there. Um, but, I mean, they are a couple decisions slash bounces away from even being maybe three and one. Like, the defense is legit. Gilmore, we miss Gilmore. Uh, we do. But J.C. Jackson has stepped up, as has Jonathan Jones. They've had very good games. The secondary's been solid. Matt Judon's been an absolute monster in the middle. We'll talk about it on the gridiron. I don't want to, you know, say too much about it. But a couple bounces or a couple decisions away from 3-1. and one, And that's where I'm at. It's frustrating. But I'm excited for the future. And we got Jags and Texans in the two in the next three. So, I will say – Watching Tom give everyone a hug after the game was fucking sad. 
there's yeah um i don't have anything else to add do you boys have anything or should we wrap this good all right see you on the gridiron good pod thanks for listening yeah we'll see you on the gridiron put your tears away in the fear today you can drive off towards that summertime sunset Watch you wait turn yet Take the keys, leave the regrets Write your letters, place your bets I'll be the one who accepts